Hey guys, welcome back to the Human Predator Pack Mule podcast. I'm flying solo on this one. This episode is going to be about training for high altitudes or higher altitudes when you don't live there. That's something that I have to deal with every year. And it's, well, something that the uh, HPPM clients requested. I put out a request for different podcast topics that they want to hear about. And I also saw some folks discussing it in a Facebook group, a backcountry hunting Facebook group the other day. And so I figured I'd chime in with my two cents, uh, what I do to prepare and how I help the human predator pack mule clients prepare for those guys and, and girls that don't live at elevation that have to go there. I think we have to start with a discussion about what's going on. And the basic thing that's happening is there's just not as much oxygen uh, at the at the there's not as much oxygen density in the air when you come from a lower elevation to a higher elevation. That's really the basic thing, and we're not adapted for that. So, for example, I live at like three to five hundred uh, feet above sea level, negligible. Essentially, I live at sea level. I I didn't necessarily grow up at that altitude. I, I'm from Pennsylvania. I live in Virginia right now. Now. We have some gnarly terrain in Pennsylvania, some steep stuff, some rugged stuff, but we don't have that much elevation. So nonetheless, I, I'm not necessarily adapted for elevation, but so I, I live at sea level and, and I'll full disclosure, the highest elevation that I've ever hunted at is 9,000 feet. But when you look at the difference between where I live now to going to hunt at 9,000 feet, the difference in oxygen density in the air is 6%. Now, that's big. That's a that's that's a lot of oxygen that's normally missing. So, no matter what, unless you spend enough time at elevation to adapt to the oxygen deficit, you you're going to have likely going to have some issues. Um, there's also nothing you can do other than be adapt. Like so, you know, the research that I've done on this, a lot of times folks will say don't show up until you're the day of the thing that you're doing. So say you have a race on one day and, and you're typically not at elevation. They say to show up and do your race without adaptation because the effects of altitude sickness won't hit you for like a day or so, a day or two. So that's all to say that showing up a day or two before your hunt, it's not going to do that much to help you adapt. You need weeks to be able to adapt to the altitude. So that's just something to keep in mind uh, that, you know, just showing up a day or two before, it's not going to do much for you. The best thing that we can do, two best things that we can do are stay hydrated. So you have <laughs> enough blood and you're able to transfer the oxygen throughout your system and um, develop our aerobic system to the best possible ability. Those are the two things that, that we can really do as folks that don't live at elevation when we're traveling to go to elevation. Now, uh, every year I go to elevation hunt. The past uh, This year will be Montana. Um, past couple years has been Wyoming. And, uh, you know, every time I, I get at least a headache. It's just part of the deal. I know it's coming. That's just the way it works. I mean, I do my best to stay hydrated. I obviously do a lot to develop my aerobic system and, and maintain those adaptations throughout the year, but I know I'm going to get a headache probably on day two and it's going to suck and I just got to deal with it. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. So what do we need to think about when it comes to training? 
So we need to develop the full scope of our aerobic system. So we're going to talk about that. And, and the one thing that I think that people, most people are going to be missing on. And then also develop our respiratory system and make it stronger. And there's one simple thing that you can do to do that. So aerobic system. Mostly it's going to be a lot of really low and slow cardio. I'm talking about zone two, which for a lot of people is somewhere going to be in the 100 to like 120 or 130 beats per minute range, which is pretty slow but it's worth it or within still within that cardiac output range, which would be somewhere between 100 and 150, a ton of that. Your body needs a ton of it. It develops, uh, both the central part of your, uh, cardiovascular system. So your heart, so it makes your heart able to pump out more blood with each stroke. And then also it helps to develop the, the distal adaptations, which would be the things in your cells. So things like mitochondrial density, things like capillary density. So the transfer of oxygen and nutrients pick up. So we need a ton of that. And I know that this isn't feasible for a lot of people, even most people, but, uh, we're talking about, I know I've read different people that say when you're first starting to try to create these aerobic adaptations, like four hours of that type of training per week, maybe that's not always feasible, but you need to continue to do a lot of it. And especially if you know that you're not going to be able to get four hours per week, well, then you need to work with the time frame that you have and extend your time frame and make sure that while you may not be able to get four hours per week, if you say, rather than trying to take six months, you take eight months to a year and really work on that system then you'll you'll facilitate the adaptations that you need and start to develop the aerobic base that you need to be able to do the things that you want to do just from a human standpoint and from a hunting standpoint we need that but also when you're looking at being able to uh, have the aerobic system in the best possible uh, position that you can when you're going to to elevation so a ton a ton a ton a ton of that we also still need some of the high intensity aerobic work. So things near threshold, just the, we need to balance out our aerobic system and make it as efficient as possible. That is the goal. That is physiologically what we can do if we don't live at elevation and we're going to hunt there. So we need all of it. So the way that I approach the aerobic system is mostly low and slow and then some intensity, right? Because we need to develop something called like cardiac or aerobic power. So that's how much, energy that system can produce. So aerobic capacity is the low and slow stuff. We need more of that, but we still need some of the aerobic power, especially depending on the situation that you're going into. Sometimes you're going to need a little bit more of that. Sometimes you're not going to need that much, but you're going to need some, and we're going to work on that as well. So mostly low and slow. I follow like mostly the 80, 20 split on that, which I was just doing, um, I guess by default earlier, but you know, now it's something that I'm even more conscious of the more and more that I learn. Um, and then add in the intensity with that. Now, the other thing that we want to think about with the aerobic system that a lot of people are going to neglect is making sure that your fast twitch muscles are actually developed as aerobically as you possibly can, because that's like the missing piece. Now it's not going to be that big of a percentage as, you know, developing your continue to develop your slow twitch muscles, developing your central adaptations in your heart and, and all of those things. But 
you want everything. <laughs> you, it all counts, right? You want everything working as well as you can aerobically. You want your body to use oxygen as as well as you possibly can. I guess that's probably something I should have touched on for you folks that maybe don't know is your aerobic system uses oxygen. Your anaerobic system does not use oxygen. Your your aerobic system can produce energy for longer, a longer duration can produce more energy than your anaerobic system. And it also is your recovery system. So it's really, really important to have a good aerobic system. Um, but that being said, most people, most trainers, most programs are going to miss out on developing the, the uh, aerobic capacity and the aerobic ability of the fast switch muscles. So in, in our programs, we do that with two things. We do it with high resistance intervals and we do it with uh, high intensity continuous training. Now, high high... High resistance intervals is going to look something like a max effort type sprint thing for somewhere from like eight to 20 seconds and then rest until your heart rate is back into the recovery zone somewhere under 130 and then a different amount of sets and reps of, of that based on the person. But what that does is, is it trains the repeat ability of your fast twitch muscles, but also trains them to use oxygen more efficiently. Same thing's the case with something like high intensity continuous training. It's going to train the aerobic ability of your fast twitch muscles. Now, both of these things rely on intensity to get that done, because if you don't have enough intensity, your fast twitch muscles aren't going to, you're not going to recruit them. So the intensity in the, uh, HRIs or the high resistance intervals is the amount of speed and force you're doing. And with high intensity continuous training, it's load. So weight, we use as, as much weight as we possibly can while still maintaining the pace that we want to maintain and keeping our heart rate under 160. So high intensity continuous training, the most popular thing that I use with my hunters and, and with our tactical guys is box step ups with your pack. So you need enough load that it's heavy. So your pace should be about one step every four to five seconds. That's heavy enough to, to start to recruit your fast switch muscles. If you can go a lot faster than that, it's not heavy enough. Now, I, I use it in two different ways, sometimes a lighter and longer session and sometimes a shorter and heavier session. But it shouldn't, if you feel as though like you can fly through it and you can do a rep every two seconds or so, it's, it's not heavy enough. Now, if it's like taking you eight seconds every, between reps, then it's probably too heavy. So there's that sweet spot. You also don't want your heart rate getting up above 160. You want to stay underneath that. Um, and so what that does is it, it trains the aerobic ability of your fast twitch muscles. The heavy, um, the heavy load recruits them, and then the continue and sustained activity um, makes them more efficient aerobically. So those two things I use a lot with just about every client, depending on the situation, depending on the time of year. But it's something that I build into the programs because, you know, it's important for everyone. It's especially going to be important for someone that wants to make their aerobic system as efficient as possible, especially when they're going from lower altitudes up to higher altitudes. Now, the other thing you can do is uh, train your respiratory system. Easiest way to do that is to do a lot of training where you breathe only through your nose. It's going to strengthen your lungs. It's going to strengthen your diaphragm. It's going to make you more efficient at getting oxygen in and out of your system. So doing a ton of nasal breathing is going to help you train your respiratory system to deal with um, the lack of oxygen. Now, do I think that training masks are a good idea? Because I saw this in a forum and, and maybe that would stress your re respiratory system. 
I think all they're going to do is is make you freak out <laughs> and probably drive your anxiety up because you have a hard time finding air. Uh, they don't train you for altitude, those altitude masks, because they don't replicate air density. The, the, I mean, the oxygen density of the air. What, what creates the adaptation is adapting to the amount of oxygen in the air. They cannot affect that at all. So um, training masks aren't going to help you with, with altitude. I think, honestly, they're just going to make you freak out and make your exercise intensity too high. But nasal breathing is a good way to stress out your respiratory system a little bit more without creating too much intensity and will help you prepare for uh, the, the, the oxygen debt that you're going to have when you go to, um, when you go to elevation. So the biggest thing is, is like, no matter what you do, the only way that you're going to really be prepared for it is if you can adapt. So if you can go there for two or three weeks before you hunt, if you have that kind of freedom, then do it. You'll be in better shape to do it. I mean, for sure you will. But for those of us that don't have that kind of, um, don't have that kind of freedom or just don't have the ability to do it your best bet is to develop your aerobic system and stay hydrated. That is how you prepare as folks like me that live at lower elevations that go to higher elevations to hunt. So I hope you found this helpful. Do me a favor, wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and drop a, a, a rating on that son of a bitch. Like if you think this podcast is worth five stars, I want your five stars. Please do that for me. Comment, uh, recommend it, do whatever you can. Uh, I, I would just love to, to have your support and I would really appreciate it. Um, and if you have any questions, you want to chat about anything, you have topic, uh, ideas, or you want any help with your training, just shoot me an email at human at gmail.com. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and I'll be back soon with another episode.